and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. Right. I mean, he's already kind of on the timeline of playing for the next contract in a way. That's like yeah. that's kind of the business they, they they live in is like, OK, you're one of this is almost done. It's halfway. Basically, as you point out with the season, here we go. We're already kind of working towards maybe getting the next deal. I think the other aspect, the reason I don't freak out is one. I, I've covered that dude since college. He single. I mean, he got help, but like he single handedly took a program at Oregon State that hadn't been in the tournament for 25 years and he carried it back to the NCAA tournament. He's a two-time defensive player of the year in the Pac-12. And as you mentioned, he caught on with the Warriors. I got to ask you, the mental side of sports is one that I think a lot of us overlook. We instantly project uh-huh. our best selves into the sport and say, oh, I would play no matter what. No, you wouldn't. When a, <laughs> exactly. When a guy is mentally tough and then he sustains something that bothers him, that's it's a nuisance. I think we overlook that part of it. Like he might be ruled fine physically, but when I watched him against Detroit, Sean, am I crazy? Did he look like he was a little thinner than when he was in golden state? Like almost as if he's not lifting as much because he's trying to rehab this. He's trying to get conditioning. I just think there's a lot more at play with this. And a big part for him has got to be mental because that dude is tough as nails. He hasn't endured something like this. And I think he's trying to get mentally back to where he was. It looked like he was against Detroit, and now you just keep waiting for him to feel better and better physically, start lifting a little bit more. Because when he was in Golden State in the finals, man, he looked like a bulldog. And I saw him in that Detroit game, I'm like, he looks a little little thinner than when he was at at the end of the finals last year. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. We haven't really gotten a lot of details yeah. on his rehab. They've kind of kept that stuff like all we've ever gotten was like, oh, he's doing more, he's doing more. We haven't gotten the details of like, oh, he's lost this much weight or he hasn't done this much lifting. I think there's probably something to what you said there. And about him being tough as nails, I think that's the other part of it that I think people miss because also whenever like it seemed, you know, like, oh, he might play in this next game and then he doesn't. The other thing besides the Festus Azili thing that I saw a lot of, like, fan comments on either, again, either on, like, those subreddits or in, you know, wherever else. Uh, And again, I know you can't take that stuff as the gospel, but I do kind of view it as, like, an obligation to just, you know, read that stuff and just kind of see what people are talking about. And the other refrain that I've kind of gotten was, he got paid and now he's just chilling. He's stealing money from the French. Like Gary Payton the second is a dude that has like grinded from the G League for, you know, five or six years in order to even get an NBA contract. Like that is not a guy that's gonna just now that he's got his money, he's just gonna chill and like stop, you know, stop work. Like that's but you know, the the mental side of it is it's it's really interesting because I this is obviously on a much larger scale than the GP two thing. But I was still covering, I was covering the Bulls. My the, my first year covering the Bulls was the year after Derrick Rose missed the whole year with the, for the first, because he had the first ACL in the 2012 playoffs. He missed the whole next season recovering from that ACL. 
And my first year on the beat was the following year where he played 10 games of that season and looked actually looked pretty good and then tore his meniscus and was out the rest of the year. But I still remember, like, there was still a lot of, just because there was so much uncertainty about, like, when he was going to play and then, like, people in the organization leaked to different reporters that, hey, you know, he's medically cleared to play. You know, it's up to him. And then that led to fans being like, oh, he's soft. He doesn't want to come back. He quit on his team. He's just, you know, stealing money, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you have that kind of injury, like, part of it is, like, you are worried. And, you know, they're obviously a very different level of player. You know, Derrick Rose coming off an MVP season tearing his ACL versus Gary Payton II, you know, signed to a mid-level deal to be, a you know, a, a reserve and, like, a role player. Right. They're different things. And these are obviously different, like, core muscle versus a torn ACL. They're, like, different severity of injuries. But when you have an injury that, you know, keeps you out, Part of it, I mean, you can physically get back to wherever you need to get back to in terms of, like, physically your body is healed. But then in your mind, you're, st- you're still like, can I do this, you know, or do you know, do I have to, uh, you know, do I have to change how I move in order to not re-injure? It's like a whole extra layer of things that you think about, and everybody kind of processes it differently. And I, there's not really a right or wrong way to do it. It's just everybody kind of, like, there are some guys, like, like Russell Westbrook will like play through anything and just you know like doesn't like doesn't care like he has a knee surgery he's back in six weeks he you know gets a you know broken face has to wear a mask has like this literal you remember when he had like a literal dent in his yeah like the I side remember of his that. forehead yeah yep. like a, a, a number of years ago I forget what year it was <laughs> but that year and he just like kept playing like there are some guys who are wired like that who are just gonna keep playing no matter what and then there are right. other guys who are like nope I'm you know I'm gonna just make sure I don't get re injured I you know and you know I don't think there's you know. I don't, I'm not like making any kind of value judgment about like one is right or one is wrong or one is more noble than the other because, you know, we're not in the position of, you know, these guys' yeah. bodies. I, I mean, and I also just, when you get to this level, everybody wants to play. Like there's nobody who's, nobody who's, I, I, I realize like the perception about certain guys can be certain things, but when you're competitive enough to make it in the NBA or the NFL or, you know, whatever sport, you're not going to then suddenly turn around and say, you know what? I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. I just want to get paid and not, and not, and not play. These guys want to play. These guys always want to play. Right. Like you, you saw like earlier this season when Dame had the, uh, a couple of different times he had the calf injury. I had heard that, you know, he wanted to come back in those two Phoenix games on that first road trip. And the team literally had to tell the equipment managers, don't put his jersey in his locker to even give him the idea that he could play because he's going to want to play and we don't want him to play yet. Like that's right. really that more often than not, that's kind of more the thing it is when a guy, when, it, when somebody is out later than was expected, it's the medical staff saying, no, 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 no. But now with GP, it was a little bit of a different thing because he was actually cleared to play. And Chauncey basically confirmed this the last time we talked to him about it at practice before he played that, you know, whenever Gary came to him and said, I'm ready to play, they would have played him. But, uh, you know, it was, I also, I, I understand why he was like, yeah, you know, I want to take a little bit of extra time to do this. Like, I, I, I get it, personally. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% get it. And, you know, I love the Westbrook comparison. I mean, that th- there's no other way to say it. Like, guys like Russell Westbrook exist in this league, but largely those are football players that right. are incredibly gifted enough to play basketball. And you don't, you don't have a lot of that, right? It's, it's why I kind of chuckle at LeBron playing football. Like, the same guy that's flopping when he doesn't get hit in the <laughs> face is going to go out and take a hit from a linebacker. I don't think so. Uh, but, but on GP, if, if any 
Blazer fan needs like a refresher of let's be careful judging these athletes and who they are mentally. Look no further than Golden State with Andrew Wiggins. That oh, was yeah. a guy whose career was completely over. Oh, what a bust. He's not good. He can't produce. He's soft. He's weak. And then he goes to the right situation and he finds his role and he thrives and he becomes an all-star and he becomes a defensive juggernaut for a team that needs defense. I think GP, I think a big part for him mentally, and this is just me spitballing because I don't have a relationship with him. There's almost nobody on this Blazer team. Maybe Josh Hart, probably Yusuf Nurkic because he gets hit in the face so much. And obviously Dame. There's not a lot of players on this roster, Sean, and even in the league that play is physical as Gary Payton II when uh -huh. he's out there, fighting over screens, you know, stepping up defensively, taking on guys who are bigger, going into the post. Justice Winslow dudes. is another one. That dude plays through anything. I mean, those they, they are kind of built with physical, like, basketball players. And That's so, something that they've self-selected. That's something that Joe Cronin and Chauncey Billups have both, like, self-selected for, basically, with this They roster. want dogs. They want dogs. And Gary Payton II is a dog. Now, what happens when a dude plays that physical and sustains something that's unfamiliar and foreign to him i think you get a bit of the am i ready for this you know i i like to run the uh -huh. side of my foot got messed up to the point where when i ran my foot feels broken now i could get it but there's a part of me that's like i i just don't think i i, I don't think we should be casting upon judgment and ideas of who this person is mentally when they're they're built to physically play a certain style and sure, he was medically cleared, but you got to get past the hurdle of, do I feel like I can play my normal game? Right. If he can, he'll be out there. And he did. And he, I thought he showed who he was and what yeah. he's going to bring to this team against Detroit. Well, I want to get there next because I, you know, what do you think about like, like, where do you see him now that, you know, let's assume that, you know, over the next few weeks, let's say he doesn't have like any setbacks. Maybe he misses tonight with the ankle, whatever. Like, that's not a big deal. But he is now like and from everything i know like justice winslow and nasir little who are the two other guys who are out right now mm -hmm. they should be back in the next couple of weeks i think we had been like under the impression that uh you know nasir, that josh or justice winslow they said he was out two weeks but he was uh you know, the injury looked bad enough that Danny and I were talking about, like, he's going to be out longer than that. But I saw him the other night, and he was walking without the boot and without crutches and walking That's good. a lot more normally. Yeah. And Nasir, I've gotten the impression that he's still on that six-week timeline, which would mean about two weeks from now, like, it could be possible that he's back. And he could – so we're, we're talking about unless there's, like, another injury that comes up in the next couple weeks, which is obviously always possible because it's the NBA and games happen every night – it is possible that in like two weeks, we're going to see this team fully healthy with every one of their players available for the first time all season. So I'm really interested. I'm interested in kind of what your thoughts are on this. What you think, you know, how that's all going to look now that like you, when you get everybody else back and now you have Gary Payton, that's still like trying to find his way into the mix. Like how do you see those minutes kind of being divided up or that, you know, that part of the rotation? Yeah, man, how hard is that, by the way, for Chauncey? It's a good I, problem I, to have. It's a great problem to have, but I ask this, like, how do you determine your closing lineup with this group? You could instantly say, well, you just go back to the starters, and I, I would understand that, but what if you need defensive help? I kind of feel like you want to put GP out there so that, you know, you want to stick. I mean, right. not, that, not that anybody can guard Luka, but you want someone like that that you can just stick on Luka and just hound him. 
I also think Chauncey, depending on matchups, is going to play a lot of offense for defense. I, I mm-hmm. won't be stunned if you see Ant, GP, kind of back and forth, depending like on the staggered. style of game. Yeah, stagger him a little bit. And so, you know, I, I think when you have a premier perimeter defender like that, you you got to, once he gets to where he feels the most comfortable, you've got to find a w- way to get that guy 20 minutes. Who gets the short end of that stick? I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think, you know, justice is size, but if Gary can make up for what justice is kind of doing, I kind of think Gary's a little better offensively. I, I personally, and I know this goes back to an old conversation we had on my radio show. I don't want Shaden to lose many minutes, Sean. I, <laughs> I, I, I want them to keep balancing this, like, Hey, play the rookie while we're still trying to compete and win, get back to the playoff thing. So I don't know. I, I, if you were to make me pick, I, I kind of think justice ends up getting kind of the short end of this stick. Gary goes in, gets heavier minutes as the season rolls on. Um, it's matchup dependent too with size, but I think if I'm to pick somebody to get the short end, it's probably going to be justice. And then it's just a matter of matchups. What do you need? What are you looking for? Right. Offense for defense. And, and Chauncey's going to have his pick of the litter, but as you mentioned, it's a, it's a good problem to have. What this I think is also going to do is, uh, you know, I'm not, I, to be clear, uh, you know, I have to, since I'm a beat writer that covers the team, I have to do the, I'm just saying stuff. I'm not reporting anything. Don't aggregate this. Like the Brian, the Brian, the Brian Windhorse, the Windhorse. aggregators thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. 